Hello there, everybody, and welcome to HPAC On The Air, the monthly podcast of HPAC Engineering Magazine. I'm Rob McManamy, Editor-in-Chief of HPAC Engineering, and our guest today is Dean Saputa, an HVAC industry veteran of more than 30 years and Vice President and Co-Founder of UV Resources, based in Santa Clarita, California. He helped to start that firm in 2005. Now, Saputa also has been very active in ASHRAE, where he's a member of the ASHRAE Epidemic Task Force and past chair of the group's Technical Committee 2.9, on ultraviolet air and surface treatment. He is the current chair of ASHRAE Standards Committee 185.2, which has been particularly active since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic in early 2020. Our discussion today will focus on that committee's ongoing work, which is about to involve some significant updates. So Dean, welcome to HPAC on the air. Uh, thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. So, so first off, before we get started, could you please just tell our listeners a bit about your background and how you first came to the HVAC industry years ago, and also what drove you to become so active in ASHRAE. So I started back in the uh, late 80s, right out of school to uh, a filtration company. So air filters were my first experience in the HVAC industry, worked at a company for 13 years in the H uh, it with filters, and moved on to ultraviolet light. So I've been in the ultraviolet business for probably 20 some years. So most of my expertise is in filtration and also air cleaning through ultraviolet devices. Very good. Now let's, let's switch over to, for a moment to your, your work during the pandemic. Now, could you please uh, describe for us a bit about how you came to join the Epidemic Task Force and, and, how it, and actually how it's influenced your work on, on other committees as well? Sure. And, and, and that's a great question. You know, during the pandemic, as with most folks in the HVAC industry, we were just you know, running crazy with what, what was going on. And uh, uh, one of the, uh, the folks that's on uh, many of the committees with me, with myself, uh, Steve Martin with the CDC, he, he headed up the epidemic task force filtration for filtration and cleaning and asked for uh, folks or put folks on there that were committee members. So Steve got me involved in that, but he and I have been involved with the uh, 185 and TC 2.9 committees, which we'll talk more about today um, early on. So. So it really helped to get us into that very specific segment on filtration and air cleaning. Okay, and um, maybe just tell us some more about that that current committee that you, that you uh, that you mentioned. The uh, its makeup and how often it meets, and and uh, just uh, um, I guess I also understand that there's some important new new standards that are coming soon for testing in, in uh, with and testing I guess in in room devices and systems for microorganism removal or inactivation in it. In a chamber or on a surface, I believe is actually just, I guess, if you could define that committee a little bit more for us, then we can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. Uh, so really looking at the ASHRAE structure, you have uh, technical committees, which are your, your main committee. In our particular case, uh, the technical committee that we uh, look at is the uh, ultraviolet air and surface, which is TC 2.9. So tech technical committee 2.9. And then you have subgroups under those committees. And uh, in the subgroup, we have a standards committee. And in a standards committee, back in 2005, we started a standard 185. And 185 at that time started out as just 185. And then it moved into 185.1. And then we had a 185.2. So Rob, the, the difference between those and the standards is we 185.1 basically says, hey, if you're making a ultraviolet product and you send it to a test lab, that test lab will test it for how well it does on, on microbes flying by in the air. So that's 185.1. 185.2 is saying 
send your, your product to a test lab and the test lab will measure how much intensity is coming from your ultraviolet device onto a surface. Many times we look at that for like a cooling coil or surfaces within an HVAC system. So to continue on, we really have been working with those two standards for almost 10 years, Rob, to get to the point where they finally got published in uh, 2015 was the first publication. So it took 10 years to build that standard. Uh, recently, in the last two years, we've added two new 185 uh, committees, and they're 185.3 and 185.4. And so 185.3 specifically looks at uh, a room. Like here's a room, and we're going to go ahead and, uh, and measure a device that's in that room and how, how well does it do with microbes or things within that room. And we can talk a little bit more about that as well. And 185.4 has to do more of ultraviolet devices that are rolled into a room or placed into a room. And how well does that do on a surface? So the four standards are, are, are separate. Two are in development, two have already been published. Okay, and the two that are in development is basically for rooms and surfaces? Yeah, that's correct, for rooms and for surfaces. 185.3 and 185.4. Okay, and 185.1 and 185.2, how, how did you differentiate between those two again? Yeah, so a dot one would be for um, things flying by in the air, like in an HVAC system, and dot two would be things on a surface, how much ultraviolet light is hitting the surface. So airborne and surface for okay. just HVAC systems. Could you speak a little bit more just about the, I guess, the size of the committee or how many how many folks are on it and what, what their kind of backgrounds are? I, I think that you said Steve Martin from CDC is on that committee as well, or? Yeah, and now currently Steve heads the, the SSPC, which is the bigger, broader committee that oversees the four different committees. Um, but yeah, our, we're, our makeup is usually users, um, academia, we're gonna have engineers, we're gonna have manufacturers. So we try to have a broad, uh, um, brush of folks that are on there that can bring input from their industry viewpoint. Okay. And so committees, it really ranges in committees. When we did 185.1 and 185.2, this is in 2005, 2006, the committees were small, less than 20, 10, 15 people. Uh, we're seeing quite a, a, a bit of interest in 185.3 and 185.4 just because of what's happened in the industry. Sure. I mean, that's when, when you talk about the, the other two, I guess we're, we're in process for over 10 years and, and these are just in process from the last two years. It seems to be uh, at least partially driven by, uh, by the pandemic reaction in some degree, I would, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I guess if you want to talk a little bit more about the, the updates of what people might be uh, expecting to see and, and when, um, I think that'd be, that'd be good to get into here for our, for our, our audience. That's a, and that's a great question. You know, we, we really, uh, being on a committee, sometimes you may know that some things move very slow and some things move fast. 10 years to develop 185.1 and 185.2 it takes a lot, of, um, a lot of work from volunteers to be able to get those standards put together and adopted. So we're really trying to fast track at least 185.3 and 185.4 as much as we can. We have the experience uh, the teams that are leading both those committees are, have been experienced with 185.1 and 185.2. So we're hoping to circumvent that 10-year cycle and get them out a lot faster. We have some great committee members that are in there to, uh, to help move this forward. Okay. And the, the types of, uh, I mean, I guess, what, what types of changes might, might folks be expecting? Uh, or I guess this is the first time that, that 
that Ashray's really been zeroing in on that. Uh, in it figures. is. Yeah, and, and really Robert kind of was born out of at least 185.3, which is the testing of, of, of devices or systems on micro, microorganism removal in a chamber. And that one I think is a key one for our industry because what we saw during the pandemic is we saw a lot of devices that would go and have their product tested or they do their own testing. However, they desired it. However, it looked best for that, that product to, to show the best performance. Here will be an actual, again, we're, we're new into this, so this is just preliminary, but it'll be an actual room. It'll be a room very similar to a classroom, uh, office space is what the, the goal is. And these devices would be something that would be you know, wall-mounted, table-mounted, um, ceiling units, the, those that are set on the ground. Uh, so typical things that consumers, and you know, we mainly look at commercial uh, industry, but commercial, but it really does go to consumers as well, is a thousand square foot room or cubic foot room. How well does that device do to, to remove microorganisms from that room? That's really what that test is. So I think that's a really key one. We have a lot of stakeholders that are in there uh, because it, it, it bridges so many different technologies, not just UV lights, but different technologies that are out there. Okay, and how does, uh, I guess with, with so many uh, parts of the committee or, or so much input from different parts of the committee, how, how do those tests come together? Or how, how, do, how do people um, uh, settle on what should be on the test, I guess? Or, or is that left to an outside vendor or, or not a vendor, but necessarily an inspection agency of some sort? Sure, and, and really the, uh, uh, the question on the standards is a standard, that, as you can imagine, is, a, is something that allows a test lab to replicate a test. So it really helps in the, in the industry when a, a manufacturer sends something to a lab and it's tested the exact same way as another manufacturer's. And that's the key thing here is we, we were trying to just, you see it in other, in, in other standards, for example, in ASHRAE 52.2 is a MERVs for MERV ratings of filters. And that's pretty common now. We've seen MERV 13 filters. Folks are familiar with that. Well, all those filters have to be tested to meet that MERV 13 you know, rating. And that's what this committee is kind of looking at is how can we make a standard that, that uh, a designer, an engineer, a user can look at and compare devices. Now, um... I guess just uh, the end users, as as you, you referenced there. As we get down the road, I guess uh, I, one thing I like to do with the with the podcast, I guess, is to be as forward looking as possible. I guess in, in our in the last questions here, I guess. So I guess you've been in the thick of things here. I think for the, the last two years, uh, doing important work on compelling matters uh, that deal directly with uh, with public health. Now, so I guess from your well informed perch, as it were. Uh, where do you see our industry and uh, and our society being like a year from now, whether it's in offices or, or restaurants or, or healthcare facilities? I guess uh, we're still in the process of, of coming up with uh, with fixes and solutions and, and what's going to put people at ease or, or create a recreate that peace of mind that, that folks used to have. Where do you see that happening? Is there a new normal out there or is there a normal around the corner for us? Sure. Those are, that's a great question. And, and uh, you know, if you had a, a magic ball to see what's going to happen in the future, my, my prediction would be that we've certainly seen where we had some inadequacy, inadequacies in our building systems and our HVAC systems specifically. 
Uh, you know, again, school's lowest bidder was always the one who got the contract. And sometimes that meant that they've had to sacrifice, you know, uh, certain things for that, that building. So my hope and my, my, my look forward would be that we start to design in mechanisms that allow us to upgrade, to be able to add technologies to our systems, maybe not from the forefront. Um, we see right now in the filtering business, for example, is that applied HVAC systems, Rob, that have been out there for many years may not be able to handle static pressure of a MERV 13 filter. So what does that user do to be able to increase, you know, filtration into his system? So I think a magic ball would be to say, can we increase these systems, add, you know, uh, better fans in the system? Can we add more space for devices to be put in? I think that's future, but I don't know if that's going to be a year. It may be something that's been uh, over the next decade. Very good. And actually, just, I guess, to play off of that question, do you, do you feel that the uh, attitude from, from owners and, and whether they're public or private owners might be more open to, to these types of changes? Because I guess part of the uh, resistance, as you said, or as you suggested before, was kind of the adherence to uh, the way contracts had been written in the past, I guess. But do, do you feel like uh, people are on the same page now or getting to the same page as, as far as making things uh, better, I guess? I, I think so. You know, we, you'll look back at, in design jobs that have been designed two years ago, and a lot of those design jobs are now looking at some type of air cleaning devices being put into the new air handling units. So, so that's a good, that's a step forward to that. And I hope that that practice continues because I, I think it's better for the, for the owner, for the, you know, the building occupants. And I think there's a recognition, you know, a lot of folks work from home and we're now trying to drive people back to, to buildings. You know, we have a lot of buildings sitting out there. So making those environments safe for occupants to come back and make sure they feel safe. I think there's a, a desire for that. One of the things that I get answered, asked a lot is where can I get more information, you know, about these oh, standards? Sure. And I, I think the, uh, again, we are ASHRAE standards. Uh, go to the ASHRAE website under the technical resources uh, tab in the in the website. There's a standards and guidelines um, section there. Uh, if you're inter interested, parties can go and apply to a project committee to be a part of the development process. Um, again, we need all disciplines to be a part of the process and all stakeholders to be a part of the process. Okay, now that 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 is good advice, and we'll make sure that we have. Uh... We'll put the link online as well when, when we post the uh, the podcast. I guess the last question was going to be real or bonus question was was about, um, you know, you've got a full-time daytime job um, as well. So how have you been able to balance? Uh, it sounds like fairly intensive work on the ASHRAE side of things, on the committee side of things. How have you been able to balance? And plus, I would think that your daytime job has also been uh, uh, a bit busier as well with, uh, with people interested in these, these subjects as well. So have you been able to balance that, would you say, over the last uh, couple of years? Well, you're, you're, you're not able to see me on the podcast, but I have gray hair, Rob. So <laughs> uh, that has been for the last two years. But, I, you know, I was listing some of the committees that I've been on, that I'm on, and, and they're all crucial, important committees. And, and I think that anytime we can drive the, the industry forward, is, is it's worth the time and the effort to do that especially during this pandemic. And, and it was nice to see the recognition of our industry as a need for uh, you know, making safer, healthier environments for folks. So uh, I, I, I'm on, I, I chair the handbook committee for our, our committee for ultraviolet. I do an ISO committee. I'm on UL. 
Uh, we're also doing a uh, redo of a position document right now and filtration and, and air cleaning, which uh, we hope uh, our, our leader in that, Powell from Denmark, he's a great leader. We hope to get it out by the end of the year, not really sure. And also some UL committees as well for, for uh, UL 1995 and, and, and stuff. So lots of work in the industry and uh, I, hopefully I can hire more people. Well, very good. And thanks again for uh, for squeezing us in for the podcast as well. So it sounds like a very busy schedule. But but Dean, thanks again so much. And uh, and folks, if, if you, uh, I guess that's all we have time for today. But if check back in, we'll post the link uh, to those, uh, the ASHRAE uh, standards committees as well. But Dean, again, thanks for your time. And, and thanks again to everybody for listening. If you liked what you heard here today, please hit like and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. And to listen to previous episodes of HBAC on the air, please visit the members only section at our website, hpac.com. So thanks everyone. We'll see you next time. And uh, thanks again, Dean. Thank you, Rob.